0: And now, the Street Photography Magazine podcast with your host, Bob Patterson.
1: Welcome back to the Street Photography Magazine podcast. And once again, I'm Bob Patterson, publisher of Street Photography Magazine. And we have a guest today, Jeff Tidwell. Jeff is from Denver, Colorado. He's a web developer. He's not just a web developer. He's a full-stack web developer for half ass web developers like me, you know, that's like the, that's, that's the real pros. So anyway, so welcome, Jeff. Thanks. Thanks for being with us today.
2: Yeah, man. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm honored.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Jeff, uh, I met up with him, I don't know, a couple months ago. He joined our, uh, joined our Facebook group, had some really good comments in there. So we, exchange messages and back and forth, and I started looking at his work, and I said, oh, we've got to get him on here. He does, uh, does some really interesting work that uh, we need to talk about. So, uh, Jeff, um, I guess before we get too deep into things, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into photography and street photography in particular, just a little bit about your journey.
2: Sure. Um, I'm sure you can tell from my voice I'm from Texas originally. Um, you can take the, you know, the boy out of Texas, but you can't take Texas out of the boy. So no, that's for sure. Yep. Got the, hook, the accent. That, horn, see. Oh, no, no. My parents were diehard Aggies. Uh, okay. A- <laughs> A- <laughs> so, yeah. My they sister they tried to brainwash us into going there and, uh, all of our, all of her, her kid, our parents' kids went to other, other colleges. So, <laughs> I love um, yeah, so yeah, born and raised in Texas. Um, I I mean, since a, I guess as a kid, fell in love with photography. Um, I can remember, you know, at my grandmother's house, going through old life magazines and always fascinated by the black and white stuff. Um, and I don't know if that's because, you know, my generation. I'm a generation X. Uh, and we still grew up watching some of the old black and white shows like you know Andy Griffith, Adam's family, Beverly Hillbillies, Three Stooges, you know, <laughs> I grew up on all that stuff. And so black and white, I, I it just had a a place in my heart. And um but I had always had this desire to do photography and never pursued it. Um I none of my friends were into it, you know, I didn't have any family members, our the school I went to didn't offer any programs in it, so I just never took it up. Um until I guess about 10 years ago, I was on a mission trip to Romania and we were there for three weeks. And I said, you know what, I'm going to buy a camera and do this. Um, So I bought a cheap Olympus digital little micro four thirds camera off of eBay and uh, took it with me and didn't realize it at the moment, but I was doing street photography and just shot everything I could see, think of, and got back and you know, discovered street photography. And I was like, Oh my goodness, this, this is what I want to do. Um, so that kind of sparked that fire and passion and it's been going ever since.
1: So you went straight to it, huh?
2: Yeah. Dove Didn- right didn't in. start
1: with landscape or puppies. Well, and
2: then- <laughs> I, I did when we moved to Denver six years ago. Um, yeah. I, that's when I f- first bought a, what I'd say a real camera. Um, and I did shoot about a thousand picture of deer and buffalo at the local wildlife refuge. Yeah. When you move um, to a
1: beautiful place like that, how can you resist?
2: Yeah. Um, but it didn't last long. I, I jumped right back in the street. So. <laughs> so uh, where are you from in uh, Texas? Longview. Longview. Yeah. I've heard of it. No, two and a half hours east of Dallas. Okay. Deep in the, the piney woods.
1: Yeah, yeah, my sister lives up in up in Brenham. My son lived in San Antonio for about 5 years working as a professional photographer. Oh nice. But uh yeah, yeah, Texas great state. It's big. It's big. Yes it is. Everything's big. Yeah, you're right. You're right about that.
2: So yeah. how, how's Denver for street photography? Uh so up until I guess COVID um, I felt like I was kind of alone out there. You know, there's just a handful of people I'd run into. Um, but here recently, man, there's quite a thriving community. Really? It seems like overnight, like I run into people all the time. Um, so that's changed a little bit, which is nice. i starting to form some community around that, but, uh, we were talking in one of our groups the other day, how difficult Denver is because it's kind of, it's a big town, but it's small. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's only a handful of places to go where people are out and about. Um so it, it is challenging. Um downtown area is not quite it's kind of offset. You know, you go to New York and Chicago, everything runs, you know, north to south, east to west, all the streets. Yeah. And you get that, you know, a lot of nice light coming in the evening through the buildings down the, the street. But Denver's set at an angle. And so and we're so close to the sun that you get some some interesting light but it only lasts for, you know, like five minutes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then the sun's going to dip down behind the mountains too. Yeah. Plus it's, I mean, it's, that's a big spread out place.
2: Yeah. And, you know, you get people here who are coming to the mountains. So, you know, they don't spend a lot of time in the city,
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
2: you know, so basically you have to find where, you know, people are either going to be tourists who will be out and about, which for here is 16th street mall downtown. Um, or where locals hang out, then that's not that's not a lot of places. So.
1: Yeah, that's the thing with newer cities. You know, there's there's just a lot of a lot of suburbs, strip malls, all that kind of thing. I'm still trying to figure out how to do some interesting photography around strip malls. But if you got that figured out, why don't you share it with us? <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, a lot of patience.
1: Yeah, so you um, so you got hooked in Romania. Um, I've been meeting a lot of really good street photographers from Romania. Uh, we featured a woman, Cristina Goles, uh, um last year. Really good. Her husband's excellent, and then I guess through them, you know, we've had a lot of people connect through Facebook and Instagram from there, but. Yeah, I don't know. If, of course, you were just getting into it at the time, but it looks like a very interesting place to photograph.
2: Oh, I'd love to go back. Yeah. I mean, some of the shots, some of those are still my favorite shots I've ever taken. Um, just there, there's a different feel to it. I don't know. Well, it's pretty
1: amazing, though. The Sometimes your first work early on is some of your favorite, and that's before you know all about exposure and composition and things like that. And, uh, so it's good now in the digital days, it's a lot easier to save. A lot of my early stuff was film and it's in a box or it's gone somewhere. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Yeah, And I know there's probably a nostalgia attached to those photos and Mm -hmm. probably from a technical standpoint, they're not my best, but, um, no, they do have a special place in my heart and man, like you said, had no clue uh you know hadn't studied composition lighting exposure any of that stuff i just had it on full auto just go yeah (laughs) and went for it yeah
1: yeah that's what we all all did sometimes do when we pick up the phone and and shoot with it that's all full auto too basically yeah yeah but i see you've done a, a lot of work in other places um chicago philadelphia uh, Philadelphia is one of my favorite places to shoot. And, uh, I mean, if you had to pick any of these places out, you've been, where would it be?
2: Oh man. Um, I mean, New York, obviously, like yeah. there's, it's just insane. Like coming from Denver to New York, it's, so I went with my wife and my daughter and they're, you know, wanting to see the sights, and I'm constantly seeing things I want to capture. And so, uh, uh-huh. There's the struggle of oh wait I need to get this and uh, but it's everywhere you turn like there's just so much going on so there many is. people it's overwhelming uh, I think it does get overwhelming yeah the very first time I went to New York it took me a while to to get into you know a rhythm mm-hmm. or kind of in the mode um, because you're just yeah it's everywhere and you're like I don't know where to focus I don't know where to put my attention to
1: yeah because something doesn't look right here well okay I'll go across town or I'll go there. It's, you know, it's the whole FOMO thing, fear of missing out. Sure. But a lot of times you're just better off staying in one place.
2: Yeah. Now, I do say I love Chicago. Um, Me too. More than I thought I would. I absolutely love that city and definitely want to go back there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like it a lot. Of course, you got to get the jelly bean when you're there.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I've got quite a few of those. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, I... I don't live too far from Washington, D.C., so I, when I go up there, I, I like photographing the tourists, especially when they, like, walk into the Lincoln Memorial for the first time because it's – I don't know if you've ever been in there, but it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the statue's so big and people are just, like, awestruck. And uh, so I like to get photos of their expressions. Now, so so being a web developer, I mean, how does your profession influence your photography?
2: Um I'd say it hinders it because I'm working you know forty five fifty hour weeks <laughs> yeah that's no good you have got to so, stop that yeah, oh actually, I worked all night last night. I went to bed at four thirty this morning um yikes, trying to get a deadline, so i'd say that is the one way it impacts it um i don't get out as much as I want um but it, it photography's been a creative outlet, like you know mm-hmm. being so technically minded i'm in code all day long mm-hmm. and Photography has been goodness for me, a creative outlet, stress relief. Um, You know, I was talking to one person the other day and they said, you know, photography has been therapy, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, just therapeutic, getting out, getting to, you know, just, I don't know. There's, there's that, I don't want to call it a Zen moment, but it's just that place where you lock in to being out in the street. And then Nothing else is there. It's just like you're in, in the zone and nothing else matters in those moments. And uh, it is meditative.
1: Yeah, because when you're working all day and you're writing code. I mean, that's a whole different part of your brain. And basically, you're, you're of course, thinking logically, right? The whole time, solving problems. I mean, how, how hard is it to switch that off and then get into a creative mode?
2: Um, usually not. <laughs> I'm sort of ready to switch it off. So usually it's an exciting moment, like oh yes, I get to turn all this off. Um, but uh, sometimes I do get in ruts, though. You know, especially mm-hmm. in Denver, there's not a lot of opportunities to go outside of those main areas I talked about. And you get in creative ruts, and you have to kind of push yourself out of those and try. I don't know. I experiment a lot with different things. So last year I experimented a lot with motion. Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, doing longer exposures, um, and using flash at night, um, went out with a group not too long ago and did some long exposures with flash and manually held the flash in one hand, hit the shutter button, and then tried to hit the flash multiple times to kind of either catch a sequence of the same person or, you know, some interesting output of the light. And those came out pretty cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, you got to keep trying new things. Um I know when you uh when you first joined our group you were just wondering, "Well, how much feedback am I going to get?" Uh which is you know, a big issue for a lot of people. I I personally I think uh social media is a tough place to get quality feedback uh, cuz everybody's just you know, just driving through and throwing photos up and moving on to the next place and uh, anything you've been doing there locally to, to get more input on your work or you still pretty much, you know, all by yourself, which it it can be a lonely
2: thing. Sure. Um, Yeah. I'd say for the last five years or so, it's been a little lonely uh, Mm -hmm. because there's just not a lot of things going on and you try social media, like a Facebook platform or, you know instagram and i'd rather have you know 10 comments than a thousand likes you know any day um oh yeah you know that means somebody stopped and actually took the time to look at your photo uh and then yeah. they took the time to make a comment and that means means a lot more than you know somebody just hitting a, a thumbs up or a heart um yeah. but no recently i've formed uh, a street photography group it's not really a. Collective. oh you did oh good um, but just uh reached out individually to some local guys and gals and uh formed a Slack group and we just post on their, you know, local events coming up. We try to meet up, you know, once or a month or two or you know, every two months or so. Um, but yeah, it's great just to put some stuff up for critique, get feedback. Um I threw a photo up a couple of weeks ago and got great feedback on, you know, just some editing and you know, seeing kind of outside of my initial frame, uh, which, you know, I don't like to crop or too much. I'll straighten up and, you know, crop a little bit, but I like to try to keep it as much in frame as possible. But they were showing me some things like, Oh yeah, that does make this picture, you know, 75% better now that I see this. So, uh, it's been great. Um, really healthy dialogue, encouraging.
1: Have you been getting together in person at all?
2: We've done one meetup last month. Um, about eight of us get, got together, brought photo books, you know, some of our yeah, favorite Yeah, that's a great idea. Books. Yeah. Shared those. Uh, a couple guys brought prints, and we got to look at their stuff, you know, in print, which is a totally different feel than Instagram. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a good time just hanging out. And, you know, January is probably a busy month for everybody, getting back into work after the holidays. But hopefully in February, we'll have a, another meetup where maybe we go out and shoot together, or, you know, just hang out again.
1: Yeah, that's a great idea. I know in this business, you know, at the magazine, have run into a lot of collectives that people have formed. Uh, New York's got an excellent one. so as Washington, D.C. And then a group formed not too far from me in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Uh, matter of fact, I had them on the podcast a while back. but. Uh, uh, Guy Ted put together this group. he did it. He just put a post on in, uh, Instagram, and they wound up uh, connecting with a guy who owns a coffee shop, and they have a basically have an upstairs room to themselves. They've got photo books up there, you know, and then the coffee shop also serves alcoholic beverages, so you know, they can go up there anytime, hang out, have a beer, talk about photography. It's, it's worked out really well for them. That's awesome. And I, it seems like there's just a
2: real need for that. So yeah, I joined another one. Um there's Denver Street Photography Collective. Um mm-hmm. just a handful of people in that and it's mostly on Instagram. Um but uh I know they shoot a lot together. There's a small group of them that shoot. Um but then there's a new group that just started kind of same thing where I got the idea for Slack called Mile High Photography Society, I believe it was what it's called.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: Um and I joined that uh, a few months back as well. And same thing. I mean, active community. Uh, we've gone out and shot together. Uh you know, they're they're planning another one this month. Uh and it's grown from, you know, I think a handful of people when you've started it and I joined, and I think there's over forty something members now. And wow, that was just in a big. you know, span of two months.
1: Yeah. What have what have you gotten out of that?
2: Uh Again, just feedback. You know, we submit stuff for feedback, um, encouragement. Um, I think it, mostly it's that camaraderie of you're not alone doing this. <laughs> that's right. You know, like it's just oh, well, there's other people out here doing this, uh, and they have just as much passion as I do, or more. You know, um, you know, I think that's hard to have a passion for something without an outlet, and so just just having somebody to right. talk to. Um, you know, I've, I'm a fly fisherman. Have been since I was a kid big time fisherman and i've never had anybody who was passionate about it you know to talk to Mm -hmm. and a buddy of mine got into it uh, a few years ago and i talk his ear off now you know it's like i'm constantly (laughs) talking about fly fishing he's talking to me about it but you know you just need that outlet like there's just something about having that outlet to to share that passion with that makes your passion grow more
1: yeah that's true that's true um a little bit off topic well you know we. We uh, use a uh, work with a company to publish our magazine. And one of our uh, sister publications is owned by another company. It's called Catch Magazine. And it's for fly fishermen. I, I don't see know it. if you've seen it. It's, it. it's very well done. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad you've seen it. I mean, their photography is amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's fish. and But they've got some wonderful... Um, uh, outdoor wildlife photographers. And, uh, and they've done some, I don't know. They do some really good documentary work. I think, Oh, I'm glad you saw it.
2: Oh yeah. I watched their videos. Their videos are amazing too.
1: Yeah. 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 Good, good. That's good to know. Well, we're all published on the same platform. Oh, nice. (laughs) I'd like to take a quick break to thank the street photography magazine subscribers for your support. We couldn't do this without you. You may have noticed that we don't sell advertising or sponsorships in the podcast or inside Street Photography Magazine itself, and that's because we want to be completely objective about the work we publish and the services and gear that we cover. Our only constituent is you, our listeners and readers. So if you like what we're doing, you can support the show by subscribing to Street Photography Magazine. It's only $5 per month, and you can do it by visiting com slash subscribe. And now back to the show.
2: So what are you shooting with? Um, right now, I used to shoot film a lot. Yeah. And I just don't have time to mess with it. So I yeah. ended up selling all my film cameras except for my Rolly 35. I just... I oh, you yeah. got one? I yeah. love that camera.
1: My son's got one. Got yeah. the 3.5. Yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah. Uh, but typically I'm shooting uh, Fuji XT two. Yep. Uh, I love that little camera. Um, I got the X E four and didn't like it as much just because it's everything's in the menu system. Yeah. And I like having all the you know manual knobs right there at my easy access. Yeah, um, i just nice. Yeah, field. using Fujifilm XT two and ninety percent of the time I'm shooting my eighteen millimeter
1: Mm-hmm, the F2? Uh, F2, yeah. yep. Yeah, I still have Fuji 2. And uh, yeah, I was using it for like over 10 years. Just got got hooked on it, starting with the uh, X100, with the X100F, which I just sold, hated to, But what are you going to do? Because I also, you know, not too long ago bought a Leica, so I
2: got a little hooked <laughs> on that. That, that, that's a reasonable upgrade. <laughs>
1: that's a yeah. that's a, yeah. It's a nice upgrade. But I, I still love the Fuji. Yeah. So looking through your work, I tell you, I, you know, just from the start seeing your stuff on our group, I just uh, I really like your style. You know, you, you're not afraid to get close. Um, Oops. Sorry, I'm, I'm looking through your excellent website here yeah you're not afraid to get close i don't know you're very creative uh and I don't know what what
3: what's your inspiration i mean yeah you do you look at
1: things very differently and i like that but uh, what what inspires you to to do this
2: or who inspires um, you i i think it's the the human aspect of it mhm- um I'm, I'm an introvert by nature, Mm -hmm. but I love people. (laughs) Um, and street photography has been an open door to, I mean, meet some really interesting people out on the street. Um, I do talk to a lot of people that I encounter. Um, I'm a candid photographer. I, I can't stand, uh, set up shots. So my street stuff's all candid, but after that photo, if they notice me or, you know ask questions, I usually engage in conversations and uh meet people, talk to them, pray for them, buy them food, what you know, mm-hmm. a lot of things. Uh but I think it's that human human aspect of it. Like there's that candid, unknown, but there's empathy and compassion that kind of plays into it. Um so I never want to, you know, take advantage of a person's situation. Sure. Um you know, or make light of someone's um you know, life events. Um, But I definitely love capturing those just split second moment. I, you know, this is the mm-hmm. decisive moment conversation. Um, But I think that's it. You, you're heading out with no plan. Uh You're, I always say it's, you're, you're 10% of street photography is just getting out and shooting.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I'd say it's a lot more than that, but. Okay. Well, it's a big part of it,
2: obviously. Uh, yeah. another 10% is, you know, I'd say having an eye or an understanding of composition, looking mm-hmm. for lighting. So there's, there's 10% technical and then the rest 80% is just random luck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> well, it's in point. the right place at the right time. Um, but you gotta, you, you have to have an eye to know when that right time pops up. Yeah. Um, and so I spend a lot of time kind of training myself in that, um, and I'm probably getting off topic here, but um, no, not at all. So, so biggest influences for me would be of, Car- of course, Robert Frank, William Klein, you know, mm-hmm. Carter Bresson, uh, Elliot Erwitt. I just, I love his work. Um, Ernest Haas. And I think from a visual standpoint, probably, um, Daito Moriyama. Uh-huh. I just, I love his stuff. Um, and I don't think any of my style mimics any mm-hmm. of those, but I think if you took all those and combined them into a. I like, took all those colors and mixed them up. Uh, hopefully you would see some of that influence in there.
1: Yeah, there's, there's uh, one photo on your site that I really like. And you, you must have got close to a, a puddle in the street to do this. There's two guys in an alley. One guy's on a phone, the other one's by, like, a dumpster. I mean, you you had to get wet to take this phone. Oh, maybe had, not, because you got the flip-up screen. Uh, <laughs> you do have a flip-up screen, right? Yes. <laughs> that helps. Yeah. But, uh, no, I just, yeah, I, I love that. Are, are you shooting with, uh, are, are you shooting JPEGs, black and white, like, with that cross?
2: Um, Normally? I shoot RAW and JPEG. Do you okay? Yeah, um, I love Fujifilm's colors, like mm-hmm. color profiles. Their tones are great, um, but I do like the advantage of having raw. So if I do shoot color, and I was like, man, that'd, that that would have been a great black and white. I've got the raw to go back on.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh yeah, but I I love that particular photo. I just wonder you're talking about being an introvert, and when and I am too. Um, and it's, to me, it's hard to approach somebody cold that you don't that you don't know. It's uncomfortable, which isn't a bad thing. But you said when somebody talks to me, you know, then we have a conversation and we talk about buying food or pray for them. I mean, does that most of the people you talk to are they ones who approached you, or do you break out of that and?
3: approach them as well uh it's both yeah it's both
2: yeah um i mean i growing up i was the one of the shyest kids you could ever think of (laughs) uh super you're a geek right (laughs) um but as an adult i've overcome a lot of that shyness um um and some of that came from street preaching uh used to do that when i in my younger years um really but uh, yeah, I overcame that. And so I'm not quite as shy as I used to be. But when I first started doing Street, I mean, it was the most intimidating thing ever. Like you're yeah. taking pictures of strangers and, you know, you're scared of getting caught. Um, but the more I go out and it's, it's still never comfortable. I, I can't say I'm absolutely comfortable doing it, but my confidence level has been built up over the years of just do, continuously doing it. The more I go out, the more confidence I have. Um, and now I don't have any problem, you know, standing three feet from somebody and, and taking a shot. Um, and I think that comes from over the years, I've only had, I think three or four really bad encounters Mm -hmm. doing this. And when those come up, um, you know, if I'm shooting film, I can't do it, but with digital, I just go, Hey, I'm so sorry. I'm going to delete the picture. I show them I delete it. And I said, didn't mean to disturb you. Uh, I hope your day, you know, gets better from here. Um, And usually that deescalates any uh, situation I've been in. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. So you had some uh, confrontations where people didn't like the fact that you were taking their photo, huh?
2: Oh, yeah. Um, And most of them are just like, what are you doing? You know, and I, I, uh, I printed out. It's like a little mini zine. Uh, mm-hmm. That I carry with me. Oh, that's a great idea. And so, anytime anybody's like, "What are you doing?" I pull that out and I show them the, the work that I've done. And I go, "Look, I don't do this nefariously. I'm not using this negatively in any way." Yeah. And after I explain what I do with it, people are like, "Oh, that's really cool." Um. So that de-escalates any you know tension usually. Um, but there have been a couple situations where you know they were just having a bad day to begin with, and I just happened to push the shutter at the wrong time. <laughs> and, uh, you know, w- I did have one situation where I couldn't deescalate it. The guy was just irate. Um, and that's the point where I deleted the photo. I was like, look, this is just a picture. It's not worth just, dis- <laughs> it's not worth upsetting you. That was not my intention. Uh-huh. Uh, and he just kept going on. And so finally I was like, I'm so sorry. Um, can I buy you a coffee? And he still just would not, would not let it go. And so I was like, well, I am very sorry. Um, I hope you take that as from a sincere heart and I do hope your day gets better and, and, and walked off. Um, I like that. You you just can't, can't fix some things, you know?
1: So when somebody says to you, what are you doing? Do you have like a standard answer?
2: Sure. Um, So what is it? (laughs) Uh, so I'll say, uh, my, my name's Jeff. So I introduced myself right yeah, off the bat, making it more personal. And I said, I'm a street photographer. I this is a hobby of mine. It's not a paid profession. Uh, but I really enjoy capturing candid moments of people out on the street. And so in order to do that, I have to take the picture before I ask permission. And then I'll open the book and I say, here's here's what I do with it. I these are for my personal collection. These are not sold commercially. Uh, this is a you know, a creative outlet for me. Um but, again, once I pull that book out and hand it to them, uh, immediately they're like, oh, okay. You know, there's, it, it, it puts something tactical in their hand that's not some – because when you say I'm a street photographer, a lot of people, that's so abstract. Yeah. What you know, is like, that? you take yeah, pictures what of that?
1: streets? What, why? Right. Yeah. So, yes.
2: if you keep a couple of prints or, you know, in your, in your satchel or, uh, you know, you can pull up Instagram, but I, I, I still think nah. something tactical about a book. Yeah, you know, I was like, "Oh, this is something I can actually see. Uh, that makes sense."
1: Yeah, is it like a blur book? Is that what? Or-
2: um, no, I forgot the name of the company I went through. Um, yeah. But I, the beginning of the year, I just I got out in January because I didn't get to shoot much, you know, 2019. Mm-hmm. And so I went out for two weeks here and there, and out of that, I just made a little booklet of whatever I captured.
1: You know, it's funny, It's funny you, you mentioned that because I mean, just yesterday we interviewed our feature photographer for twenty for uh, February, and he does he photographs. Uh, his name's Jer- Jeremy Stevens. Cause you, you'll uh, that'll be live yeah in a few weeks. Anyway, he photographs bluegrass festivals a lot. <laughs> you know, backstage, you know, in the ready room and all that. And he always carries prints with him, And he's been doing it for years and years. These people know him. But he he carries prints with him, In case case anybody pushes back, he can show them. And he actually has prints of, like, real famous musicians that he's taken. And he gives them to them. Here's a picture of Bill Monroe that I took in whatever year or whatever. And
2: they like that. But you're right. The whole tactile thing,
1: I think, makes a big difference.
2: Yeah. And a lot of homeless people that I take, like, I don't, I never post pictures of homeless, uh, Yeah, but I do have a lot in my own collection. Um, and then if I do post anything, it's usually the story behind the person. Uh, so on my Instagram word on the street, I do a series called meet the street and that's where I actually mm-hmm. take picture. I'll take a candid shot and then I'll sit and talk to them, ask them to take portraits. I'll do some street portraits and, uh, and tell their story. Um, yeah, but if I do meet people on the street, um, and I get asked to take their pictures a lot, especially the homeless, like, hey man, come take my photo. Um, and so I usually do, and after talking to them, I uh, I have a little Instax printer that I print some. Mm-hmm. And if I have it with me, I'll just print them immediately and give them a print. Yeah, And, and I mean, they love that. People love getting a print. Um, but if not, then I will either email a print, or, if I know where I can run into them again, I'll print them at home and then take them a, a print later.
1: I've been wondering if I should buy a, one of those in stacks i I think you just convinced me.
2: <laughs> it's handy
1: yeah, yeah i uh yeah, I was out I was on the street last month, and uh this guy just stopped me and just started talking to me and, um just talking about his dog and you know whatever. And uh, so I asked him to take his portrait, took a number of portraits, and I, I said, uh, you know, can I send it to you? I, I meant, give me your email address. So he didn't have an email address. Here he lived, he was at a local homeless shelter. I, I had no idea. So um, um, so I just, I ordered it uh, from a lab and had it sent there to him.
2: And hopefully he liked it. Yeah. Oh, I, I love giving prints out. Yeah. I mean, just that's great. The one guy I ran into, um, I asked him if I could take his portrait. He's like, no, 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 no no pictures. And uh, anyway, then I asked, Well, can I pray for you? And he's like, No, 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 no Jesus stuff, no God stuff. No, okay, okay. Uh, so, um, at the end of the conversation, I was like, Man, just one, one portrait. And I, I go, I'd love to give it to you. And he's like, Okay, okay, okay. So I took a portrait, went home, printed it out, put it in my satchel. And uh, a couple of weeks later ran into him again and I walked up to him and I remembered his name and we started talking. I was like, Oh, I've got that picture for you. And I gave it to him. He goes like, you remembered my name and you gave me that picture just like you promised. And I said, yeah, man, like that's what, that's it. Yeah. That's what I said. And he goes, well, dude, you can pray for me then. <laughs> oh, wow. And so, it, you know, there's that, again, it goes back to that human aspect of mm-hmm. uh, I love that part of street photography. Like, you know, abstract, you know, um, now I'm going blank.
3: Yeah, that's um, right.
2: What's the word I'm looking for? Still life, right? mm mm-hmm. Still life photography, landscape photography, that, or even professional portrait. It, it's, um, I don't know, I think it lacks that humanistic connection. I mean, professional portraits can, but I, I, I don't know, there's something about street. That's in the moment. Uh, it's unplanned, unscripted, um, and it's in a connection with somebody that you would normally not have a connection with. And again, that, I think that's a draw for me.
1: The uh, we, we were talking about just uh, just stopping to talk to strangers, and uh, it brought to mind uh, Harvey Stein, who's been doing street portraits. That's mainly what he does for years. I mean, like forty years. And he's always chatting people up, getting to be friends with people. And he says he's still nervous about it. Oh, even yeah. though he's been doing it for years in, in, in Manhattan. And uh, he said he's been turned down by very, very few people.
2: Yeah. Um, same here. Like, there's very few people if you ask them, hey, would you like a portrait? You know, more more times than not, they're, they're definitely willing to. Or like I said, a lot of times I get asked, yo, are you a photographer? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, take my picture. Yeah. That's fine.
1: Yep. And there's another picture I like in your uh slider here. It's a guy sitting on a sitting next to a doorway, like on a curb, curb and he's got his he's got his hands kind of up to his face and his hat on his knee. And um and I like to put these in the article so people could. And look at it, but I don't know. Do you know the story? Behind, remember the story behind that one?
2: So I I go out with my kids a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, My son and daughter they they take pictures with me. Oh, that's um, neat. Yeah, and so we make it a family outing. Um, and my oldest goes with me, but it's mainly because she likes to hang out and talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at some point, we're gonna get ice cream or you know a coffee or something.
1: Yeah, how old are you um, kids?
2: <laughs> so my daughter's eighteen. Mm-hmm. My son is twelve, and my youngest daughter's ten. Oh, okay, big spread yep so but they were out with out with me that day, and uh so i I actually had my sony uh a seven three with me
0: mm-hmm. which
2: I use for weddings um but I had that with me with my thirty five one point four and because I was taking pictures of the kids as we were out and so I just happened to see that guy at the uh train station and i mean he was so in his moment that he, did, he didn't even realize i was there mm-hmm. and so i was able to snap that picture pretty easily um and if he would have looked up after i snapped it i probably would have talked to him uh but since i had the kids and he was heads down mm-hmm. I, I didn't mm-hmm. bother yeah
1: so you took that with the 35 yep i love that lens i do too it, it, it focuses slow compared to the other ones but it's it's beautiful yeah I'm just getting ready to sell mine. I hate to, but I'm moving on. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh, if anybody's looking for a 35 <laughs> one beautiful Boca. Yeah. yeah that's that's nice. that for me that's that's a, a long lens for the street, but you know some people a lot of people shoot with a with a 50 50 equivalent.
2: I can see why. Yeah, well this, this is a 35 on a full frame, so it's a true. 35. Oh okay, okay. Yeah.
1: All right so it's actual thirty five wow wow so you uh, so you doing wedding work too Does, do you um do you allow your street photography to influence
2: your wedding style for sure yes um i I mentioned someone the other day that weddings is like they it's formal street photography um yep, just people are dressed up you're doing the same thing um but no, I, I second shoot for a couple of guys here. Um, you know, before COVID I was doing quite a few weddings on my own. Uh, but since COVID I just haven't promoted it. So it's been kind of slow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, um, so do your clients know what they're going to get when, when they work with you or are they completely surprised by the, by the candid stuff?
2: No, I think that's what draws most of my clients yeah. is whenever I, Inter- interview for a you know a wedding uh I usually draw show them my street stuff and then also the wedding portfolio and explain you know it's for me uh I'm documenting the whole day so mm-hmm. once I get there I start shooting I don't stop until I you know walk off the property uh <laughs> so my goal is to catch those moments they miss because they're so wrapped up in the day you know they oh, they miss a lot of what's happening outside of their immediate you know peripheral Um, so I, I try to get those moments caught so they can go back and relive those.
1: Yeah, I, I did that. Um, I have a commercial client that I had, I used to live in Ohio and now I'm in Virginia and they actually hired me to do two jobs in this area. It's corporate events, you know, so I got all the standard grip and grin photos and awards and that, and then uh, there, there was really nothing else to get that that they wanted, so I just, I bumped up the ISO and switched it to black and white. So, I, I, the light was terrible in this place, mm-hmm. but uh, was, the photos were grainy, but it was all candid stuff, and I was just going to keep it for myself, but I sent it to them, and they loved it. Yeah. They went crazy over because it, it was so different from what, what you normally see in situations like that. And same thing for weddings.
2: Yeah. No, the last wedding I shot was on New Year's Eve with a very talented photographer, um, Preston Utley, and uh, second shot for him, and that takes all the pressure off me. You know, being a second shooter, mm-hmm. so I get to focus on doing other stuff. But uh, yeah, some of my favorite shots out of that are very similar to my street shots, like yep, through windows, people walking up to the door through snow. You know, those candid moments, caught some people off guard. They saw me you know, through the window and got some great expressions. Um, It was fun.
1: That's great. Yeah. Take that style with you. Um, That's just like I was telling you about Jeremy. Same thing. He shoots all these, uh, you know, these events, but, you know, kind of the back end of the events, but, and it's the same style he uses on the street and uh, people love it. Yeah. yeah, We featured a guy, uh, Greg Burnett, who is a wedding photographer in Cincinnati and he's an avid street photographer. He travels around the world doing street photography and he does the same stuff there and people love it. When we featured him, we actually put some of his wedding photos in there just to show how, you know, how the, that style, the street style can be used. Yeah. The wedding situation. He does amazing stuff.
2: Yeah. I'll, I'll send you one if you want to put it in there.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll talk about that when we're done here, and uh, yeah, you know, hey, we're all photographers and we all do different things, and and uh, we like to show other people's other work besides their street work. Yeah. So cool. most definitely. So I don't, you've got a lot of photos on your website. Any one in particular that you would run into your burning house to 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 get out? Oh man! <laughs> the same. That's
3: a
2: good question. <laughs> um, I, I mean, so I'm trying to be more intentional this year of capturing my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I spent all this time capturing strangers, and I want to make sure I put the same or more effort into capturing my family. Um, so there's one shot of my son who's out doing street photography at night with me. Uh huh. And I've got a picture of him holding a camera and this guy's kind of walking by. So it's a, technically it could be street. <laughs> this is just proud that dad is- moments, you know? Like here here I am doing something I love with my son and and he's loving it. Um, so that that would probably be the one I'd run in for.
1: Good. I hope you hope you include that in the ones we put in this article. Yeah, I'll send it. Wow, Jeff. Well, that's great. So are you working on anything special
2: that everybody needs to know about? Um, I'm hoping to do another zine this year. Yeah. Uh, one with a little more intent and focus than just, you know, two weeks' worth of photos. Uh, so I'd like to get that done by the before the end of the year. Um, I'm also putting together a workshop. Uh-huh. Um, and mo- most of that's going to be focused on, you know, overcoming that initial fear. Mm-hmm. uh And really focusing on seeing as a street photographer, you know having the eye for it, um not worrying so much about the mechanics, but you know developing uh instinct and and, and being able to see you know ahead of the ahead of the shot um, so I'm hoping to put that together and it'll be limited to you know maybe twelve fifteen people max um, but just a two day workshop, get out. Mainly shooting. Like, let's focus on getting out there and doing it instead of me, you know, yakking for hours and hours. Sure. Uh, you gonna
3: do that in Denver?
2: Yeah, it'll be here in Denver.
1: Yeah, that that sounds pretty cool.
2: Yeah, I'm excited about it. um Never done that before. um I want to keep it, you know, as inexpensive as possible, just so people can come and enjoy it. Um, I think that's one of the. The barriers for workshops for a lot of photographers is the cost. Um you know I don't have two thousand dollars to drop on a a workshop, but uh yeah, I try to keep the cost minimal so anybody can come and just have fun with it.
1: Well, when when you make that happen, be sure to let us know and we'll we'll get the word out for you.
2: Okay, thanks.
1: Hopefully it's not a a workshop where everybody's wearing masks.
2: unfortunately we're headed looks like we're headed back that direction
1: yeah hope, hopefully not yeah we're recording this in mid-january when we're still trying to figure out what's going on with omicron or omicron i still don't know how to say that
2: or deltacron i think there's deltacron a new one out. or I mean, the next one
1: delta uh yeah who knows lambda crom <laughs> at least we're getting to learn the greek alphabet there you go now, come on let's look at the bright side uh, that's uh, that's great. Well, I'll tell you before we go. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you online?
2: See your um, work. Yep. Sure. Website is jeff tidwellcom um, and then Instagram. I'm at jeff underscore tidwell underscore street, and then I've also got a, a handle that's a word underscore on underscore uh, the underscore street. And that's a series of candid stuff that I've been doing for probably the last six years where I pair candid moments that kind of pair up with scripture from the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, not preachy. It's just a creative outlet. But mm-hmm. uh, I started seeing some parallels there uh, out doing just street stuff and thought I'd make a series of it.
1: And, and what's the, uh, the project you're talking about uh, with the homeless? That, um, where you're taking the portraits and you, you said the name of it earlier. Oh, and
2: Meet the Street. Meet um, the Street. In- that's, I, I post that on the Word on the Street, uh, Instagram. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. So we can find those in there. Yeah. All right. Great. Great. Well, Jeff, thank you very much. I, you know, I appreciate you taking the time and appreciate your input in our group. And, uh, I think people can learn a lot from you.
2: Yeah, I love it. And if anyone's ever coming to Denver, hit me up. I'm, I'm always out uh, for, for going out and shooting. So Will do. Yeah.
1: Your thoughts about the show go a long way in helping us decide on the guests and the subjects that we include in each episode. So please take a few moments to write a review in Apple Podcasts or whatever service you use to stream your podcasts. It helps us know if we're on the right track, and it helps others to find and enjoy the show. The editor of Street Photography Magazine is Ashley Refo, and our audio engineer is Russell Boyd from WeBit Studios, found at webitstudios.co.uk. I'm Bob Patterson, and this is the Street Photography Magazine podcast, a service of Street Photography Magazine.